two hours, and Grant's like, pick me, I'll go. You know, you weren't, I mean, you were dressed normal, but you weren't dressed like, I know, even asked that question line. to her. I was like, hey, tell me a little bit about who that was, and just so, I, do I need to run home and change real quick? Because I had just come here kind of, almost casual, business casual, just kind right. of hanging out. No one, you didn't have any appointments. That's right. And so you plowed in, you pulled comps, you did your homework, you got out there, and you nailed the listing appointment, and they hired you, right? That's right. We'll be putting the home on the market in about three weeks. Wow. Yep. So again, you're 45 to 60 days. Had you been fishing or playing golf or not doing something during the week when you should be working, doing real estate, you would not have been here able to raise your hand and say, I'll take that one. That's why we get up and we go to work. That's why sitting on your couch at home will not produce money in real estate because you can't be out there changing people's lives and serving them if you're still in the basement sitting on your couch playing video games. Hello, my friends, Kenny Stevens here, and welcome to Rookie Real Estate, where your road to success begins right here and right now. Whether you're looking to transition from your day job to your dream job, or you're on the road to your first 50 transactions, success is in the details, my friends, and we're gonna unpack the fundamental principles required for you to thrive. Are you ready? Let's do this. Once again, and we have a special treat for you today. We're you're going to absolutely love today's podcast, I assure you. Now I want to pause for just a second and thank you for your loyalty. Your loyalty to rookie real estate, the consistent growth week in and week out. We're in the uh, eight, nine, ten weeks now. Wonderful feedback you guys are throwing at me. I'm thankful for your reviews and emails and comments. Now, I wanted to read a review from Heather where she posted it on Apple Podcast. Uh, it says, I'm a huge fan of podcasts and I have found this one to be my new favorite. Kenny's an amazing speaker. Thank you very much. His passion for the topics he is presenting is contagious. He shares useful information and tips that you can start implementing right away. Regardless of where you are in your career, you will find the information helpful. I'm thrilled to have found this podcast. Give it a try. You won't be disappointed. Heather, thank you so much for the kind words. I appreciate the encouragement. I appreciate you giving us a five-star rating. This, my friends, is how this word is going to get out. You guys giving uh, ratings. You're uh, making comments, positive comments. I've got uh, tons of five-star reviews already, and it's because of you taking just a moment of your time and doing that. I really really do appreciate it. So as I said, you guys are going to love today's podcast. I've got a special guest, a name that one day could be very well be a household name. His passion for life is unmatched, and this guy is rapidly becoming a mover and shaker in the real estate industry. My friends, please welcome Grant Burnett. How do you like that introduction? I like it, man. That's I'll take that one. right there. Look, Grant just completed his third month in real estate. Three months. That's 90 days full-time real estate. What better guy, what better guest could I get in here because he's actually living everything that I'm talking about right now, week in and week out. Now, 
As for a future household name, I know that sounds big, but a guy has got to start somewhere. My mentor was uh, a rookie at one time and became a billion dollar agent. And how cool would it have been to have an interview like this three months in whenever he's learning, diving in, in the learning curve of real estate. So uh, we're going to jump right in with Grant. Grant, I really appreciate your time. I've been looking forward to this. We've been talking about it. Now, I'm going to really hope that you're going to be real and throw it at them because we don't want to sugarcoat. But also at the same time, you know it. You're living it, right? So tell us a little bit about who you are, your family, what your J-O-B was before, kind of that the story, your story. So born and raised in Tennessee. Uh, I am a Tennessee, Tennessee native, and I'm proud of that. Uh, my family is in the transportation industry. Uh, they own their own company. It's GCB Logistics. It's in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and from senior year of high school, that's all I wanted to do was be in trucking. It's all I knew was big trucks. Um, so my dad told me at a young age, the only way you'll ever work for me is by going to college. So I went to school, University of Tennessee graduate. Go Vols. Go Vols. like that. <laughs> Graduated from, uh, from college and uh, immediately jumped right into transportation. And from the get-go, I did love it. I still love trucking. Um, if somebody... This coffee mug, the coffee that's in it, came on a truck. It got to where it's the final destination on a truck. It serves our country well. It kept my family very happy for a very long time. But over the course of that career, it th- there was something missing. Um, and that's what led me to kind of search out other options. And um, that's that's kind of where, where we're at right now. That's why I've made this transition to real estate. Gotcha. So married, how, yes. do you mind sharing how old you are? Because really, yep. you started a, you went to college, you started in the family business yep. of trucking, and then, you know, uh, obviously, I know you're married, so you're yep. going to share that. That's right. But, uh, yep. Married to my high school sweetheart. Oh, um, nice. I married, didn't know that. Me and Rachel got married um, in 2013. Okay. Um, it is a long story. We'll take up the whole podcast to tell how we got got all that worked out we'll Um, save that for another (laughs) maybe episode 15 so um yeah married rachel we've been married now for five years um i am 30 years old live here in franklin and um she has been one of the main supports one of the main reasons that that i've been able to make this transition and be 90 days into this right so what sparked your interest in real estate and what fueled that interest it's not something to just wake up and go oh i'm going to go to real estate so going from trucking that's a huge change in in style of work and in working environments uh it's still obviously serving uh but i mean what sparked that interest what made you think of real estate well like i was saying a minute ago there was definitely something that was pushing me to do something different um, I do feel like I have a servant's heart. I like helping and bring coaching people, bringing people up. Um, and in trucking, that that was there. It was there. There was a component of that there, but it wasn't an everyday facet of the job. The other thing was is that it was not a nine to five. It was a five a.m. to midnight job. And even at midnight, it wasn't that you still have drivers out on the road. You still have customers that are you know working night shifts that may be calling those types of things. So there was no off switch. Um, and what kind of led me to real estate, one was my, my uh, experience with my, my agent when Rachel and I bought our first home. I remember seeing what she did for us. Um, I was raised in a family that bought their own homes and sold their own homes. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. so, for sale by owners. Yes, Y'all were so, those yes. people. <laughs> so I, and it wasn't, there was never like a negative mentality towards real estate. It was mainly just like, that's how we do it. I was like, okay, there's people that make those decisions, right? Um, I tried that when we got ready to buy our house, and I was lost. I, was, I wasn't I was serving my wife well in our home search. I had no idea what I was doing, so I called an agent that I trusted, and within just 
a few weeks, we were, you know, ahead of the game. Where behind, I felt like the entire time I was I was chasing something that wasn't mine to have. Um, so that led me there, and then my friendship with Jim Youngblood, who is an agent here at the Sims, that is one of the huge things is seeing the lifestyle that he had. And I'm not talking about material things, but there was a he has shared he had shared his story with me, which is now on the podcast as well. And when I heard that, I was like. I want to do that. If you guys have not heard Jim's interview, go back. I think it was like episode four or five. He's talking about, I uh, can't remember the title of it, but it says something about from burnout to a dream job, something like that. And Jim really poured his heart out in that interview. It was fabulous. He's gotten tons and tons of listens uh, because Jim is so genuine. And uh, his he was our rookie of the year that year. And uh, Grant got to live that on the sidelines, outside looking in. And as a friend, you see life changes. If you're, if you're good buddies with somebody, you see that obviously – hey, what's different about you? It's really our life goal is to be a light. And he was a light, obviously, Absolutely. in that. So y'all, you dove in with that with Jim? Yeah, and actually, we're almost at a year anniversary to the time where him and I really sat down and talked about it. Um, it was February of 2018. Wow. We were sitting down talking about it. And he just kind of in casual conversation um, was just like, have you ever thought about real estate? And I was like, I have thought about it. And it, it had bled back into my previous experience with Connie and she when she was my agent and I was like I want to do that for somebody too I remember just being so stressed out when it was time to buy my home and the weight the weight that she lifted off of us I was like I want to do that for somebody and then talking to him and just my background I was like yeah I think everything's pointing that way I definitely I mean if anything let's start talking about it right now which that was February 2018 so you started creating a transaction transition plan you know Tell me what that looked like. It's been a year, you said. That's pretty cool that it was February of 2018. Uh, tell us about how you built a plan. How did you breach this with your wife? How did you breach it with your family? You're you're in a family business and went to college, and, and now you're looking at switching. It's kind of like my story. My whole family were police officers. We were blue bloods, and I had to go to my family and go, hey, I'm looking at leaving. And they're like, What? Yeah, I mean it was it was there was a lot to it. It's it's multifaceted. There's a lot of things that are in, intermeshed in there. But what it really came down to was my decision to do it, um, and that's that that is part of the story as well. Making the decision to go full time, but it came down to is this really something that you want to do? Um, and then, but my wife through the entire thing was incredibly supportive. It was part of, like I said, there was at my previous job with my family. The job, I couldn't leave the job in terms of just the actual job in that industry. The other part of it is I would, we would go to family functions, go to thing, you know, go to a ball game, this, that, or the other, and we're t- still talking about work. My phone rings and everybody in the room knows what it was about. Right. And it can be, to me, it was just kind of like, I need a break from this. Um, I need a break from, from my job. When, it, when, I'm not at, when I'm not at work, I don't want to be at work. Um, so that was, that was one of the... Well, and clearly, uh, already having a living, and I talk about the process of business development, a three-month plan. you got to be able to survive three to six months with, uh, as you go through the learning curve and you build a budget and you figure out what can I do, how can I jump. Now, you had a little bit different, uh, not different, but you had a transition. You got your license while you were still working. You started to do a couple of part-time things, started shadowing before you actually jumped. Yes. So you jumped the beginning of this year right so we were three months in we're 90 days in to your full time right now you had had about what couple months of right. actual you know kicking 
uh, beating down the road and trying to figure this out and learning? The biggest thing in the so I got my license last uh, last April. I finished up everything last April, and really what my it was still what I ended up the way my transition happened is something that I planned to do. I wanted to really figure out is this not something if is this something how I want to do, but how am I going to do it when I go full time? How is this going to work? What's it really going to look like? Um, so I did the whole night class thing, banged that out, took my state exam, and then that first summer, what I was doing is really just telling people, hey Kenny. I'm going to be in real estate. Hey, I'm going to be in real estate. Hey, I'm going to be in real estate. Just telling everybody over and over and over again. Um, and then just using that. Plus, I knew that real estate was going to it was gonna require a lot of me up front. So doing it part-time while still carrying a full-time job was giving me an idea of the, of, of the workload. Right. Um, and then it also, the interactions with me and my wife, is this something that she's going to, you know, we all said yes in the beginning, but how's reality. this reality has yes. got to happen and reality has got to set in well what i love here is and, and we were we were diligently involved in this process and so was jim and and the broker my wife uh in grant's process which is i'm talking about all the time create a plan execute the plan uh do check-ins, random check-ins. Make sure that if you're going to transition and do this full-time, that you're ready and that if at all possible success were possible, you've lined up everything so that when you do jump and you're your first 90 days in, that you're actually going to have a chance to survive. Don't put yourself in a negative position. And mm-hmm. I know we we plugged in your head many many times like where are you at where are you going what's it look like how's it going doing check-ins which again is probably another key to your success and 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 doing so well now i want to talk about because i give lots of logistics on how to transition Mm. but i want to talk about your first week okay that very first time that you woke up and it's your first day full-time real estate what what did it feel like to wake up, get out of bed as a realtor, starting full time? What did it feel like getting your coffee? What did it feel like getting in your truck and driving to the office here? <laughs> what did it feel like getting out of the truck and walk? I mean, tell me yeah. about the feeling because it's a big deal. Well, the coolest part about so my my last day was November sixteenth in transportation. My first day was technically November seventeenth, um, but my first full time day in real estate was I had a closing. November nineteenth. Oh, how could be? That would be exciting to get up and, and go that, to work. that led, that was one of the main reasons that the date that I picked and those types of things is was that. But um, no, I mean that first day um, coming into the office and seeing the, I had been here, you know, in and out different times, coming over and meet people for lunch or coming to a call day or things like that, just to watch how things were going. Uh, coming here and meet with you or meet with Tara, just to kind of talk and keep things going. Because I was still trying to work. You know, work deals and working with people, but I was bouncing those things off of you guys. So to be here and be immersed in it that first day, I mean, that first day I probably didn't realize the the magnitude of what I was feeling. I think I texted you guys like a week later, um, and I was just like, I have this. This should be more stressful than it has been, but it has been just this huge release of weight and stress, and I'm actually working. Like I'm. I'm actually doing something that I'm meant to be doing. I'm actually working. I'm not just sitting at a desk typing something out. I'm not over there just hammering on a rock. Like there's a there's something that's going to be done each day when I it, I'm I'm working. I'm doing something for my family. Well, I really like that you said this should have been a lot more stressful because if we create a plan, if you the listener, the podcast listener right now, 
in podcast world, driving to work, you're creating a plan. You're not dumping this in your wife's lap or your husband's lap or your significant other's lap saying, this is what I'm doing and just a bull in a china shop, but you actually lay out a plan. You study it, you get with people who know what it's like, you listen to this podcast, you put it on paper and then you articulate and experience this together as a family so that you can transition. Maybe you're 20 years old and you don't have that, but still we have to speak broadly. And in your scenario, it actually wasn't a stress to go full time, it was a relief. Mm -hmm. And I love to hear that. And when there's that relief, you're a different person. I've, I've said many times, you can people can smell desperate. Mm-hmm. People can smell anxiety and stress and uh, you know when it's when it's hard like that. But you were actually, I mean, this it was what you thought it was going to be. Well, and I, I'm a guy too. I, I, I typically I'm, I'm a pretty emotional, energetic person. I, most people know if I'm upset. So <laughs> at the end, of, I mean, to be honest, the last 18 months, 24 months of my previous job was not healthy. Um, so that that was another thing too. I mean, it was. I put I was putting on a jacket every day of, oh my gosh I don't want to do this so I got to take that off November sixteenth, um, and the biggest thing too kind of what you were getting at about the plan the other thing about that I that I have found important for me for for make for marking out a plan is telling somebody else so they can hold you accountable um, so bringing my wife in on that uh, sharing it with Kenny and Terry but main, mainly telling my wife here's my plan because my other job I didn't have that I got to check every week. There was money in the bank. It was auto. It's auto. It's auto deposit. Right. This is much different, um, and I'm going to re- be relying on her for certain things. Um, so, she's held me accountable in moments where I'm kind of like I may have when we were first doing this. I may have gone out and grabbed a drink with a buddy or whatever. She's like, hey, 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 no, 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 that's that not the budget. That's not the budget. Not right the budget. That's yeah. right. I and I, she's got to hold me accountable in those moments, and she has. To, I mean, I wouldn't be here for a multitude of reasons, but she's the main reason that I'm here and able to do what I'm doing. Well, and again, it comes back to the plan. It comes back to being on the same page now. Talk about how long from your first deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always I love the first deal. Uh, it's actually you go from a hobby mm-hmm. to actually a profession right. or a job because you know hobbies you, you don't make money in hobbies, but you put a lot of time into them, uh, and they actually cost you money. To we transition from the hobby to actually a profession mm-hmm. or the potential for a pro- profession to where you get your first deal. So, uh, I mean, how did you capture them? What did it look like? Talk me through it. I mean, the learning curve of the first deal. Just tell me about your first deal. So when I was still part-time, my weekends were open houses. For any agent that was here that was doing open house June, July, August, you can ask. Grant Burnett was one. Pick me, pick me. I want to (laughs) go. I remember Um, that. And so I did a multitude of open houses and I actually ended up meeting my my first client, my first deal at an open house. Um, and she was kind of in a difficult difficult situation um, in terms of the home that she was trying to sell and trying to buy. She had had her home on the market for quite some time. I, I just told her at that point, just knowing where I was at, I was like, look, um, you need to kind of figure that out with them. And then if that doesn't work, call me. Um, so it, it really was it's probably 90 days later. She calls and says, hey, I'm taking my house on the market. I want you to list it. Wow. You stuck with her. I you stuck followed with her. her for 90 yeah, days. Followed her for 90 days. Um, I found her, met, met her early, early summer. And uh, 90 days later, she called and said, I want I want you to relist my home. How, how do we sell it? So I told her. And we put the home on the market, and it sold. I have a little graphic about it, but it was four days. Sold it in four days. It had been on the market for previously over 121 days. So 121 days, rookie real estate, uh, Grant did a a four-day sale to a lady he followed up for 90 days approximately. And did it blow her mind? Did it blow your mind? It definitely. So 
I knew with what you guys had taught me with our marketing and advertising here at DeSelms that if we went in and showed her, showed her and that area, it was a unique area, the DeSelms difference. And what I mean by that is the way we market, the things that we're going to do for your home, that it was going to catch a lot of attention. Um, and But yes, it absolutely blew her mind. She, never, she thought that we were looking at another, another month. Um, we were able to get her home sold and her into her new home to celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas. And wow. she we, she was thinking like maybe next Thanksgiving and Christmas. Wow. So that, to be able to do that with somebody was really neat. So it's kind of fun. You had already been shadowing, following people, learning the learning curve that I talk about a lot. And you're able to then, what we call scripts, uh, actually becomes your language. So it sound, we have to call it scripts on paper when we teach it, but it really becomes your language of what you're saying to people and your belief that you can actually do it. And you were able to articulate that with her. She was able to feel it, able to uh, believe in it. And in four days, you got her under contract, got her in before Thanksgiving. I love that story i don't think that i actually knew that so, so it's 90, great to hear another that. thing 90 days i spent 90 days kind of securing her you know wooing her that whole deal i call it marinate you know you got to let somebody kind of marinate on the idea and not only did we sell her home we bought her her next home wow so that was good i love it so what does a normal week or weekend look like for a man who's three months full-time uh even though you got about uh, five or six months of transition time, part-time, and learning. Uh, but three months full-time, what's a week look like for you, and what's a weekend look like for you? Um, so a week, what I things that I love about it is it's my schedule, which means I work. I, I'm a doer. I work all the time. So um, my days typically start about 6 a.m., getting up, having a little bit of me time, um, and then I'm here at the office typically well before 8 o'clock. And every day I'm here – Following up on leads, um, working with people, I've got listings that are going to be coming up, things like that. That's right now. Um, you know, we have a bunch of things that go on here at the office to keep us trained, keep us, you know, on top of on our toes, all those types of things. Um, weekends, right now, I'm still kind of in the hey, I'll do an open house. Hey, I'll I'll do this for you, just because I'm still trying to grow my business, and that, I I also think that is increasing awareness of Grant Burnett's in real estate. Right. Um, so that's that's where a lot of my time and effort is is on the phone on the roads um, and then in here in the office just kind of being like hey I'm in real estate but it is it's a way of life like it right. becomes who you are and I try to translate that in the podcast and communicate it with people it, it's not a job anymore it's really it's you mm-hmm. have you seen a change in you over the last three months Absolutely. I mean in your your personal life and your obviously your professional life in real estate to tell me about how has Grant changed, or if you have? So here's here's just getting down to like the physical aspect of it. Um, I had to get new life insurance with a change from a full time job to being, you know, a commission based uh, 1099 employee. Um, went to get apply for new life insurance. I was scared to death because I had done that previously. You know, higher than normal blood pressure. You know, heart rate not right. Those type of things. Well, I had been in real estate now for right at two months past with flying colors, healthier than I've ever been. All, so that's just, that's literally something that I can see on a piece of paper that has changed. Um, I get my wife, um, my mother, people like that have been like, man, you are a completely different person. Now, yes, there are stresses that come with this. I don't think there is a job that's not stressful. There are stresses that come with it. But what I love about it is that you literally have the power and the control in this job and in this industry to to change that to change how that's going to end 
to change the mentality of all that, to change the end result, um, depending on how you choose to react and how you set expectations on the front end. All those things that we talk about, you have the ability to kind of transition those stress levels and you can you can hire and fire people. Well, <laughs> clients you can hire and fire, but the, the part that I think is, is fun, you went from a salary position mm-hmm. to now you there's no limit to what you can do if you build a hopper and people start dropping through and you start serving you start serving you could make more in a month than you made in an entire year where when you're in a salary job you you're really you're capped on what you can do in a 40-hour time frame but in real estate there's not a cap if you put the time in the effort and you capture people and you provide a service and your name gets out and the word gets out that grants a mover and shaker and that he'll take care of you and serve you there's really not a cap and that's what really drove me when i first got started going man there's there's a lot of potential here and of course i've been a police officer you've been in trucking we both were salary i i want to talk about the hardest part i mean what has been the hardest part for you i think one of the hardest parts when you're first starting is you do spend a lot of this time and effort that i was talking about about hey kenny i'm in real estate and then you turn around and somebody that you grew up with, you know, played baseball with, something like that, buys or sells their home with another agent. I wish them the best. Congratulations. But, <laughs> but that is like a knife, man. Inside. Yes. I am. And I am. I'm happy for them. I do want them to know that. But it, it can make it tough. That, And I know that is part of it. Like, I know that's part of it. But I, for me, I know that may not be the, the answer you were looking for. But for me, that has been the hardest part is, hey, 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 look at me. And then they're, you know, I'm here, I'm available. Of course, I think the first podcast I said the first year, people that know you are not going to use you. So, yeah, your sphere of influence is critical. You got to touch them. You got to be in front of them. But the social proof has got to come through them seeing you winning and them going, hey, if this guy's winning, I want him winning for me, too. And but that that's why it's so critical. That first year is so hard for people to transition from, you know, grant trucking industry to grant the rock star real estate agent so what scares you the most i mean we talked about what's hard but what is actually scary what scares you the most at this point three months in well it was, it's a point you were just bringing up i was previously a salary salaried employee you're protected by an industry you're protected by a company you know if they go under things like that there's you know two weeks of a check coming in or something like that with this job, at some points you find yourself 30, 45, 60, 90 days out from a paycheck. Um, you have to be, you talk about, you have to be prepared for those moments, but it can be incredibly scary because I know for me, when I first started, my first month, I was a top five agent here. My first month here. Right. It was right in the middle of, it was November. You know, everybody's like, the holiday season's going to be tough, so just hang in there. Well, during the holiday season, I was, I feel like, I, hey, this is going to be fine. First of the year hits. Really, what happens is that work that I was putting in prior to the holidays is what I was is what I was cashing in on. Right. That lull through the holidays, and there really is some. I mean, it just people aren't looking as much as they would like to be. There is a little bit of a lull there, and that's when it hits you is thirty, sixty days after that lull, and then you're like, oh my gosh, and you kind of feel like your your tires are spinning a little bit because you're working really hard right now because everybody now everybody's back out looking, everybody's looking to list their homes, and you're like. I'm doing all this work, but I don't see nothing. I'm not closing for another 15, 21, 30 days, you know? Right. So that can be the scariest part. Um, so that's where having that plan and having that, it, being ready for those moments. So we are 45 to 60 days away from a paycheck every morning yep. 
when we wake up. And that, that honestly, this will never change. Yep. That will always be in the real estate world unless there's something that's created that's a fast track or something like that, which I don't see happening because of all the inspection process and loan process. It's just a time frame that is what it is, which is why you got to keep plugging away. That's right. But, man, you're 45 days from a paycheck. So, yeah, you can go play golf today or you can go fishing or you can go hunting. But whatever you do today will determine what happens in 45 to 60 days. And I think, you know, the the fun part also where you're like, oh, things are like a little bit tight, but I've got stuff in the hopper. You've got things fixing to drop. and appointments already set that are coming up just this week grant was in the office our inside sales uh assistant here said hey i've got somebody that they're at their house and in two hours they want somebody there who can go do a listing appointment in two hours and grant's like pick me i'll go you know you weren't you were dressed normal but you weren't dressed like i even asked that question to her i was like hey tell me a little bit about who that was and just so I, do I need to run home and change real quick? Because I had just come here kind of almost casual, business casual, just kind right. of hanging out. No one didn't have any appointments. That's right. And so you plowed in, you pulled comps, you did your homework, you got out there, and you nailed the listing appointment, and they hired you, right? That's right. We'll be putting the home on the market in about three weeks. Wow. Yep. So, again, you're 45 to 60 days. Had you been fishing or playing golf or not doing something during the week when you should be working doing real estate you would not have been here able to raise your hand say i'll take that one that's why we get up and we go to work that's why sitting on your couch at home will not produce money in real estate because you can't be out there changing people's lives and serving them if you're still in the basement sitting on your couch playing video games and like you say i mean wake up every morning kill something drag it home right your family's hungry there's no way i mean there's they need you to be doing that even if you even if you're single and doing this be thinking about your future, okay? Your future wife, your future husband, who your future partner in life, and their, your kids, all those things. Be thinking about them right every day when you wake up. So the learning curve, I mean, you've had probably enough experiences now. What are you doing to keep learning? I mean, it, it never really stops. And have you found a way to give back yet? So in ter- to answer question one, in terms of still learning, um, I consider myself a yes person. Um, and what I mean by that is if somebody asks me a question, listing appointment, for example, I, yes, that had a little bit more to it. But if somebody asks me to do something nine out of ten times, I'm going to say yes if I have any available time. And that has helped me learn. There, I will jump right into the fire, get burned, and say, okay, I'm not going to do that again. Um, but I, that's, how, that's, right. That's, right. How, that's how I learn. Um, am I still learning? Yes. And the day that I quit is the day that I'll probably discontinue being successful um, is when I'm unwilling to learn something. Um, in terms of giving back, um, I was just having this conversation this weekend. My favorite thing to do is to give to my church. Um, I believe in tithing. I believe in that. So, yes, every week that I'm at church, I'm, I'm tithing. And I make sure that when a commission checks come in, um, that there's a percentage set aside for my church. Well, we say all the time in this company, leaders are learners, and we're constantly doing book clubs, and we're trying to better ourselves. Our industry needs us to get involved and get, I mean, your real estate uh, commission in your area, they they need people to serve in that industry, and we I know we push it a lot, especially once you start getting involved in becoming successful and get some transactions under your belt, getting on a board or a panel somewhere, and we... We'll continue to encourage that always for our agents because if we can give back to our industry, it protects homeowners. Uh, and also giving to obviously to your local church if that's what your heart mm-hmm. is to do. I love that the opportunity 
to be able to give something back means that something is coming in and you're that's right. actually that's right <laughs> you're actually winning so have you been stumped yet oh absolutely to say that I haven't you're is you're in a you're in an appointment somebody asks you something and you just literally don't know the answer that, to it and that's probably people's most feared uh, event happening has that happened to you and how'd you overcome it yeah um, I mean I would say just about any time I'm on the phone with somebody that I can tell is a type A um, I know that hey something's probably going to come down the pipeline that I don't have the answer to and rather than be salesy um, shoot from the hip give them something that they look that gives them no value it is better for me to say I don't know it's a great question let me see let me go get the answer of it, of it for you um, there's been a there was a phone call I just had the other day I came in here and asked you about it um, so those types of situations yes and I'm not afraid to I, that is not a fear for me is the, the whole getting stumped thing it's just you just got to duck, duck and dodge those and keep moving forward and Figure out an answer yep. and get it done. See that you know people who are a little bit more timid. And you're mm-hmm. you're probably a little bit more of a driver as well. Are like, man, what if they ask me something I don't know? And I go, it's okay because I still get asked. I'm eight years in, hundreds of transactions, and I still will get something that I don't know the answer to periodically. And I can always find it and divert, and then find the answer and provide a value there. So, what are your goals? We're we're going to wrap this up soon. What are your goals for this year? And how do you plan to get there? Three day, thirty days in, or uh, three months in, ninety days in, full time. How are you going to get there to so, your goals? So one of my goals is to get back up on that top agent board. Okay. Uh, I was there early, and I got to get back up there. And to do that, I've got to close more deals. Right. Right. Um, no, I have actually a two year goal. You know, you guys helped us establish goals. Just because of the way my transition happened, I was like, I want to give myself some real. My goal is eighty eight transactions in two years. Okay. So if I can wow. get to 44 in my first year, I'm on track for that. Right now, if I continue with what I've got going on, I'm on track to meet that goal. Um, so that is that is my goal, is 88 transactions in two years. So that equals 44 a year. Wow. So 44, your first full year, when the average agent does three to five transactions in a year, and your goal is 44, I love it. If you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. So go big or go home. If you could speak, there's somebody driving to work right now on a Monday morning, this gets released, and they're getting ready to pull in their parking lot to their J-O-B. Mm-hmm. If you could speak into a person's life who was dreaming of becoming a realtor, what would you say? Find a mentor, shadow them for a week and a half, two weeks, interview as many brokers as you can, and then find a place that you can truly call call home. Um, that has been one of the biggest points of my success as being being an agent so far is the people that I have surrounded myself with. Um, It's not, we're going through some other things here at DeSelms in terms of our book club. And there was something that we talked about last week. And it's, it's not about what you know, or who you know, it's about who they know. So get out, meet people, talk to people, interview people, um, and immerse yourself in not being afraid to meet a stranger. I've never met a stranger in my life. I think that is absolutely crucial if you want to do this as, a, as, a, as your everyday job. You can't be afraid to meet strangers. There's no such thing as a stranger. Right. Well, I, I love I love that answer, and I love the aspect of like where, and I think I've said it in the prior, previous podcast, where you hang your license is absolutely critical to your success. And it doesn't have to be a great big name. It can be, but it could be a boutique such as a company – like the Selms Real Estate, or it could be a Keller Williams, or it could be a Remax. Find the ones where you connect with the people 
learn, make a plan, execute it like you're doing. I can't wait to interview you in nine more months, maybe have an update so that we can figure out where you are, see if you hit your 44 this year, which is actually a massive, massive goal. I love it. Guys, reach out, send me an email, uh, Kenny at RookieRealEstate.com, and send Grant some love. This guy is rocking and rolling. Uh, He bore his soul to you for your benefit. This is huge. Each of our processes that we talk about each of the episodes is created so that you can win grant has this has been poured into him long before i started uh these these weekly podcasts he's heard this and and he even listens and he goes hey i've heard that before because i say the same things to our new agents that i'm saying to you so that you can win but send me some love send grant some love rookie real estate uh, kenny at rookie real estate.com Give us a five-star review on this episode. Share it with somebody that you may know that's getting ready to transition in the business. I want you to feel it because if you can feel it, if you can vision it for your grant's success and transition, it can also happen for you. And if you can visually see something's possible, then you can execute it and win. Guys, thank you for listening today. Grant, thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. I love living life with you and working with you. We're actually on a, uh, we got a little competition in our office right now. There's four people to a team. There's six teams and it's 90 and 90 and Grant and I, I didn't get to pick the teams, but Grant and I are on the same team and we are literally neck and neck on who can get the most referrals in 90 days. 90 referrals in 90 days. And I think I'm at 21 and he's at like 18 last I looked. And it's crazy, but I do need to throw out. <laughs> I've now got four of my 21 under contract, yeah. not just referrals. I've got them under contract. I think so. I've got two that'll hit this week. Just so you, know, <laughs> so you better stay right after there. it. A little bit of healthy That's competition's right. a lot of fun. Special thanks, my friends, to Scott Parker, our producer extraordinary, uh, extraordinaire, and uh, I couldn't do this without him. You wouldn't be hearing this without him, I assure you. Uh, thanks, Scott. The content is written by me, your host, and obviously today with Grant being here and sharing his heart. Rookie Real Estate is powered by the Sounds Real Estate in Franklin, Tennessee. Until next time, my friends, better your best. <laughs>